0: our precious Jesus today, who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. I'm so glad we're back together because I want to show you from the word of God what God's word has to say about healing you. Faith is so important to miracles. And as I minister the word, I pray your faith will come alive that you will begin to believe God, maybe for the first time in a long time, that healing and miracle is really going to happen this time. Because, you know, we are faced with so many negatives out there. Well, let's get rid of the negatives. Let's focus on the Word of God and see what God has to say, the highest authority in heaven and earth has to say about miracles healing is for today. Now let's pray. Dear Jesus, we come, we ask you Lord to touch our hearts, touch our minds, give us clarity and thought, and let us see your word crystal clear with no distraction and no fog. In the mighty name of Jesus and God's people said, Amen. I have been in the healing ministry now since 1974. I've seen a lot of miracles, and I've seen a lot of sickness, and I've seen why people sometimes do not get healed. There are obstacles to healings. One of them is when people get all wrapped up in themselves, and they beg for that miracle. God cannot get through that because they're so tense. So miracles demand peace. Just relax, just believe God's blessed, simple word. When it comes to spiritual things, let's not complicate it. It's so simple. Let's not walk away from the simplicity of the word of God, the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the simplicity of what he told us. And the commandments of God, it says, are not difficult. So, yesterday, I talked about a few things I want to repeat, and then I want to keep going from from there on what the Bible has to say about miracles. Well, first of all, healing is very easy. Healing is so simple. It's as simple as forgiveness. When you believe God for forgiveness, that's simple. It's just as simple to believe in healing. Now, when you look at the Bible, you see that it's God's will to do good. Jesus went about doing good, it says in Acts 10, 38. Doing good means everything good comes from the Lord, and sickness is not good. So let's not call disease and tragedies, and all the trouble out there, earthquakes and famines, and this and that, as the acts of God. They're not the acts of God, they are the acts of the enemy. Because remember that God gave Adam the dominion and the authority, and Adam lost it and gave it to the enemy, Satan, and Satan said in Luke to the Lord, he said, it's all mine now, and the Lord didn't argue with that. One of these days, Jesus will come and take it all back, of course. But still, the enemy, Satan, is still the prince and part of the heir. And what happens out there is his acts, not the Lord's acts. So God does good. All good gifts come from the Lord, it says in James. So Jesus went about doing good, not causing storms, calming storms. And he does not discipline us as his children by causing sickness to touch us. That's not in the Bible. I have four children, I will not uh, break their legs when I discipline them. I will not hurt them physically when I discipline. The word train means educate. Chastise means educate. So you train a child by educating them. You So when, when the Bible says chastise, God doesn't chastise you by breaking something or giving you disease. It's by educating us, helping us grow up. So God's word is full of good. And when you see Jesus, you see God himself, because everything he did is God's doing. So if you want to know what the Lord is like, look at Jesus. He is the work of God. He is the will of God in action. So it doesn't have to say it. If Jesus did it, it's God's will. When he forgave that woman who was caught in the very act, it was God's will to forgive. When he cleansed the lepers, that's God's will to cleanse lepers. When he raised the dead, then it's God's will. Everything Jesus did is God's will in action. Now people sometimes use what happened to Paul the apostle as, you know, well, God allowed the thorn in the flesh, the thorn in the flesh must be a disease because Paul said, I'll gladly give you my eyes and so forth and so on. No, no, no. It wasn't a, an eye disease that he had. The Bible tells us very clearly what happened. So let's talk about that. Second Corinthians 12. Because see, people use all kinds of things to try and show that sickness is from God, troubles are acts of God, all the problems out there are acts of God. no, 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 no. He comes to do good. Jesus went about doing good. And all that Jesus did is the acts of God. So now why did Paul have a thorn in the flesh? Well, he tells us why. It says in verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 12, Lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. So we know that the messenger was a demon spirit who came to harass him who came to buffet him. It says nothing about sickness touching him. So let's lay all this aside, that sickness is not God's will. Health is God's will. I wish above all things that you be in health, it says in the Bible. Health, that's God's will for you. Now, let's talk about something that's really important. Healing is God's provision. Um, In Exodus 15, 26 The Lord said very clearly, and by the way, the next few days, I'll be teaching on healing in the atonement, and I don't want you to miss it because it's really, really powerful. Because I think when we see the cross, we're gonna see miracles. Queen Helena, the mother of Constantine, when she went to Jerusalem, she was looking for the holy sites, and when she went to Golgotha, it took a long time for her to even find Golgotha. Finally, she found, three crosses buried by a lot of garbage. This is what history says. And she did not know which cross was the real cross. And uh, she brought the sick and laid this, this, this sick on the sick on the ground. And she had her people lay one of the crosses on the sick, nothing happened. She laid the second cross, nothing happened. But the third cross all were healed and she knew this is the, the real cross, what history says. And she, that's how she found Mount Golgotha. There is healing in the atonement people. Um, My father-in-law, Roy Hardin, was dying with cancer. His kidneys had shut down, no hope. My wife and I were, uh, went to Orlando, where they lived, to say goodbye for the last time. And uh, Roy was uh, skin and bones. He was white. He lost his hair. Chemotherapy. It was just a terrible thing to look at him. And a man of God came with us who began teaching Roy about the power of communion. I have never heard such a powerful message in all my life as I heard that man teach on communion. Then he looked at me and said, "Uh, Go find some grape juice and find some bread. And I went and brought what he had asked for, for the elements, and uh, told Roy Hardin to begin taking communion and remind the Lord what he did on the cross. And Roy did it. And believe it or not, that cancer was gone within weeks. His kidneys began to work. The color came back on his face. He lived an additional 10 years. All because he began to take communion daily and to remember the work of Golgotha. More healings take place today in Catholic churches than Pentecostal churches for one reason. They revere communion. They revere communion. The Church of Satan, they say, marks only one communion, the Catholic communion. How 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 interesting that Satan marks and his people mark one communion the catholic why because they revere the body they revere the blood they don't take it lightly so the bible doesn't say this think in remembrance of me it says this do in remembrance of me so we have to reenact the work of calvary and may i also add Jesus did not say this is symbolic of my body when he gave that bread. He said this is my body He didn't say this is symbolic of my blood. He said this is my blood. So in spirit in spirit. It's the real Body in spirit. It's the real blood of Jesus And I think that's where we missed it. I'll be teaching on that. Don't you miss it the next few days Healing is in the atonement. I remember meeting with cardinal sin in the Philippines. Imagine such a name, my Cardinal Sin, when I was in Manila, the newspaper said, Sin meets with him. (laughs) But anyways, but when I talked to that Cardinal, he was telling me about the miracles that were taking place in the Philippines. I was amazed. He said how he wrote a letter to the Pope to tell about this lady who was completely crippled and paralyzed and healed as she took communion. Wow, it just amazed me. I remember a man in, the, in England in 1981 who came to my service every day for two weeks wrapped with a brace from the neck down. I'll never forget that guy sitting on the front row. And nothing happened to that man for two weeks. And then on a Sunday morning with my mother-in-law Pauline serving communion he was healed like just like that during communion and he walked into the service that Sunday night carrying his metal braces oh the place just (laughs) the people began shouting I saw it with my own eyes the power of the atonement healing that man who sat there for two weeks and listened to me but communion did it so we'll talk about that later but I do want to say quickly in Exodus 15, because sometimes I think people miss the fact that what did God show Moses but the cross. So when, when the people came to a place called Marah, it says they began to complain. And the people murmured against Moses and said, what shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree, the cross, which when he had cast into the waters, meaning people, the waters were made sweet or healed. And God said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, will do that which is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments, keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptians. I am the Lord that healeth thee. God did not give that promise until the cross was revealed. Wow, the power of Calvary bringing the miraculous. So healing, is God's provision. And we see that God is opposed to disease because when he healed his, his people, what was he saying? He was saying, I don't want disease in my people. Why would Jesus heal the sick? Because he hated disease. He did not want his people to be struck with disease. Jack Hayford sat one day, when I was doing This Is Your Day with him, and we were showing clips from the Crusades and he began to weep. And he began to say, oh, look how he loves his people. Oh, look, Benny, look how he loves his people. That Jesus' love was healing his people. And it's true. For God to love the world, he sent his son to save you. For God to love the world, he sent his son to heal you. How do we get healed? Give him your disease, that's how. What do we do when we get saved? We give him our life. Well, how do we get healed then? Give him our our body, our disease. Getting saved demands you give him your heart. Getting healed demands you give him your body. He, he, He will only fix what you give him. He will not fix what you keep. He only will fix what you let him have. So let him have your disease. Don't be embarrassed to give Jesus your sickness, to say, I give it to you, Lord. I don't want it. I can't deal with it. I don't know what to do with my cancer. I don't know what to do with my heart problem. I give you my heart problem. I give you my arthritis. I give you my cancer, Lord, take it. Now, you that are sick in body, you listen to me. With all the technology out there, with all the breakthroughs, There are more people sick today than a year ago. Look it up on the internet. There's a lot of disease out there. People are getting sick. Young people are getting cancers and tumors and this and that. More than they were before. With all the breakthroughs, with all the medicine, we need the healing message in the church again on how we need it now. So, it's God's provision. And God promised with long life, not short life, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So now, let's understand that healing is in God's redemptive plan. In Matthew 9, 6, Jesus said to the man, remember the man that they lowered through the roof. He said, your sin is forgiven, arise and walk. In the same breath, your sin is forgiven, now stand up and walk. So he gave it together. It's the front of the cross and the back of the cross. The front of the cross is salvation. The back of the cross is healing. Because with the stripes we are healed. Now, we are a combination of heaven and earth. We are a combination of spirit and flesh. So, Salvation, we are a twofold nature. So salvation uh, is for my spirit and eventually my body. Healing is for my body. And David saw that when he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, don't forget his benefits, who forgives all iniquities and heals all disease. It's all together. Forgiveness and healing are twins. Um Fulfilled in Jesus, completely preaching the gospel brought healing to the sick. So salvation and healing confirm that Jesus is Messiah. Remember uh, when John the Baptist sent his disciples and said, uh, are you the one or do we look for another? And what did Jesus say? He said, the gospel is preached and the sick are healed, meaning I'm the Messiah. Whenever people are forgiven and healed, it proves Jesus is Messiah. Whenever people are saved and healed, it proves Jesus is Messiah. We should not receive salvation and not healing at the same time. So healing is a part of salvation. The word sozo means total salvation and total salvation is what? Physical healing too. Now why is it that people will accept salvation much faster than they accept healing? Well because they know that salvation is the only way to heaven but healing well I can get healed by going to a doctor, I can get healed by taking medicine there's other means that give me healing but only one way I can get saved. Yet God Promise both at the same time. And okay, you may get help from doctors, you may get help from medicine, but there's no blessings and no longevity with it. No health with it. No real joy with it. No praise where you praise God for it and your life is blessed by it. Everyone who is healed receives benefits spiritually in their life. Many people end up having a healing ministry themselves. Or begin to they begin to believe for others to be healed and God uses them. I know a lot of people who were healed in my meetings who now pray for the sick, and God is using them too. All right. So sin and sickness are as united as soul and body. Therefore, forgiveness and healing are as united too as soul and body. So the Bible makes it clear, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, sin and disease. Now, um, I want to say something here. He was wounded for our transgressions, Isaiah 53. Bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace. Wounded in spirit crushed in his soul, chastised in his body. Why? Wounded for transgressions, that's the heart of sin. Iniquities is the act of sin. And then we have the curse of sin. He was chastised to give me peace, so the curse of sin would not Touch your life or my life. And then forth with the stripes. We are healed. Jesus came to bring healing to the whole man. To spirit. To soul. And to body. Now ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says something powerful. That through his name. Salvation and healing comes. I wanna pray right now in his name that God will heal every sickness. And then I'm gonna pray with those who, are, who don't know the Lord. So stretch your hands towards me, I'm stretching mine towards you and I feel the anointing. In the name of Jesus, Lord, right now we come in faith, believing that every sick body will be healed and i rebuke that disease in the name of Jesus. I command that sickness to be gone in the name of Jesus. I order that sickness to go in Jesus' name now. Heal your people. Heal everyone calling your name Jesus. Now, if you need the Lord to save you, just say, dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me for my sin. Come into my heart and save my soul and my life. I surrender. Wash me now with your blood, wonderful Lord. Amen and
1: amen. Wow, I'm feeling the anointing just talking right now, praying with you. If you prayed with Pastor Benny to receive Jesus as your personal Savior during today's program, he would like for you to have The Greatest Miracle, a booklet which will help you begin to live your new Christian life. It is a free gift from Pastor Benny, so visit the ministry website today and request your copy. God's Word Speaks Healing is a unique audio compilation on which Pastor Benny Hinn reads promises of health and wholeness from throughout the scriptures as beautiful instrumental music from his favorite healing songs and hymns plays in the background. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. You can have God's Word Speaks Healing on CD for a gift of $15 or as a digital download for a gift of $8. Call, write, or order your copy of this faith-building volume online today.
0: Look who's with me, my dearest friend, (laughs) Marilyn Hickum, I have known for many years, and she wants to talk to you and pray with you.
2: And I would just like to pray about your prosperity and sowing seed at this time, how important it is. So I know seed, when I've sown seed, that's when I get harvest. And I want you to have a big harvest. So, Father, I just pray for everyone who's looking at me right now. You will put in their heart the seed they should sow, but not just sowing seed, but expecting harvest I ask this in Jesus' name. I thank you and I rebuke the enemy that would steal or devour anything from us. I believe our best days are ahead and our worst days are behind. So I'm going to ask you in Jesus' name to say goodbye, bad
0: days. Amen. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Why is giving important biblically?
2: Biblically, giving is important because if you want to harvest, and he teaches that, he did it himself. He gave his son and harvested us. It's a principle that is only going to bring blessing in your life. It's, I know when I first started to travel, I went to a church and they received an offering for my radio, or just a little ministry, and they didn't give it to me. And I called them, and they said, oh, we'll send it, we'll send it, but they never sent it. And so the Lord said to me, you know, if you give it, just give it to them in your heart, then you can have a harvest Hmm. because it's a gift. It's not something owed you. So I said, okay, Lord. I just sow that in them. That was the beginning of my radio ministry. I think that was a very important seed. So giving to me, is the only way to have harvest and to reap.
0: When people give to the Lord, you talked about expectation. Why is that so important to expect it?
2: Because faith has to be involved. You know, faith pleases God. Everything we do, we get born again because of faith. You give in faith and expect in faith.
0: Do we expect the harvest to come back within a certain time or is that up to God?
2: I think that's up to God. You know, I would like to say time limits, but I haven't really seen that. And we sowed my husband's retirement. That was $300,000. And that, God said for me to do it, that he would take care of me. And my son-in-law said, I don't want you living in our basement. He was teasing me. But I sowed that seed, and that's when God opened my biggest doors.
0: Why so many Christians today are in trouble financially?
2: I because they don't they don't sow. they don't sow in faith, they don't speak the word over it. they don't expect a harvest. I sow expecting and I receive.
0: Why do we speak the word? Why must we speak the word over it?
2: Because the word is the faith part of it. and so when we speak the word, the word cannot return void. That's very important.
0: Well, let's give that way. Listen, I've seen this work in my own life, and I'm glad that dear Marilyn said the same thing because when I have given to the Lord over the years, and I've learned much from Oral Roberts about expectation, the harvest. He said to me one day, he said, how many times did the Lord Jesus say give in Luke 6 through 8? I said, one time. He said, how many times did he say receive? I said, I don't know. He said, look at that again. Mm. And I could not see it till he showed it to me. It shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together running over shall man give to your bosom seven times the Lord focuses on the harvest so I want to pray with melon again that God will give you a harvest Father in Jesus name it's your power Lord bless your people with a harvest as they sow today in Jesus mighty name Amen Thank you, and God love you, and be looking for the harvest. It's on the way.